There is a time when the mind wanders to places unknown, exploring the outer reaches of the imagination, when the seconds count down to zero and the clock stops ticking. This is that time. This is that place. This is Zero Hour. Fallon, male, 35 years old, 5 foot 8, medium build. Resident of Gleason Township, son of George and Alice Fallon, junior partner at Amalgamated Metal and Plastics Company of North America. What's going on? How do you two know all that about me? We know a lot more than that, Mr. Fallon. His current attire is a loosened tie around his neck, a disheveled brown suit, and must black hair. Why am I here? You're here to confess. What are you talking about? Confess to what? I didn't do anything wrong. Don't play dumb with us. You know why you're here just as well as we do. Do yourself a favor and talk. It can only make things easier on you later. I'm telling you, I don't know what you're going on about. Then allow us to refresh your memory. You were at the Ray Lerman art exhibit this evening. I was. And you brought your camera with you? I did. What can you tell us about that camera? That's what this is all about? My camera? You've got to be kidding me. Mr. Fallon, please tell us everything you can about your experiences with that camera. First, you tell me what's going on. Mr. Fallon, please, just give us your testimony. This is simply outrageous. Is it really that important? It's a matter of life and death. Give me a break. Mr. Fallon, the sooner you talk, the sooner you can get out of here. Fine. What is it you want to know about my camera? Just tell us the whole story from the beginning. The whole story, huh? Well, I guess... I guess the antique store is where it all started. I didn't plan on walking in that day. I was actually on my way to some wedding. Or funeral. I can't remember which. I just remember distinctly that I didn't want to go. And this strange storefront caught my eye. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How long has this store been here? I've lived in this town all my life, and I've never noticed it before. Oh, we've always been here. You just have to be looking for us. Can I help you find anything? No, I actually have somewhere to be. You sure got a lot of stuff here, though. I guess it wouldn't hurt to take a look around. Let me know if anything attracts your attention. A lot of weird things in this place. I prefer to call them unique. Does the store always have that musty smell? One of the consequences of buying and selling such antiquated rarities. What can you tell me about this camera? See, you've found something to pique your interest already. I've never seen a camera like this. It's got a modern-looking lens, but a body that looks decades older. And it looks like it also makes prints, like a Polaroid. What brand is this? It's one of a kind. 
but very simple to use. Just point and click and the photo instantly prints out the front. No strings, no hassles. Do I need to buy photo paper or anything? It's already pre-stocked and ready to go. So what are you asking for something like this? A singular piece like that could go for well over $300. You're kidding me. For this dinky thing? It's got so much dust on it, it looks like it hasn't been moved in years. It probably won't even work. Please, sir. You can't judge these incomparable treasures by their appearances. I promise you, that camera will prove to be more valuable than you can imagine. Certainly not a $300 value. How about 25 bucks? Are you trying to insult me? I'm trying to buy a camera. A camera you didn't even want before you walked in here. But I want it now, and I'm only going to pay what it's worth. How could you possibly know what it's worth? You don't know anything about it. Just look at it. That ought to tell you everything you need to know about it. One hundred dollars? Now we're getting somewhere. Fifty. It's a deal. You, uh, take a card? Cash only, sir. <laughs> Figures. You won't be disappointed, sir. That camera takes photos like no other. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it has the two best qualities of any product. Cheap and simple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks very much. Thank you, and I hope to see you again very soon. What did you do with the camera then? Nothing, really. It just sort of sat on my table for a while. Truth be told, I didn't really need the camera to begin with, so I was in no rush to snap any pictures. Then when did you start using the camera? Well, my great-aunt Sarah was over one evening, and she noticed the camera and asked me to bring it to our family reunion. Are you close with your family? Not remotely. Then why go to the reunion? I try to keep Aunt Sarah happy. She's got a bundle to leave, and her kids certainly don't deserve it. I'm just trying to make an old woman's last few years enjoyable. And maybe get a little something for it. How sweet of you. But I can't stand my family. They all think they're better than me. And the ones that don't think that don't have the brains to think much of anything at all. So I tell Jim, Jim, just because I'm the president of the company doesn't mean I can get a motorcade. <laughs> Great story, Arthur. Hang on, Eddie. I'm just getting started. So Jim says Stan and Marketing did the silliest thing the other day. Daddy! It wasn't me. She fell. Janie, what's going on over there? <laughs> Too bad. He was just getting started. Hey, Eddie! Eddie! It's Ed, Jack. Just Ed. How are the burgers coming? Burn them yet? You know, I always look forward to your distinct flavor blend of onion, garlic, charcoal, and rust. <laughs> oh, Eddie, you always work a funny one. Hey, why don't you use that camera on your neck there to take a picture of me grilling? Junior has a big exam on Monday, so he wasn't able to fly out for the picnic. But I want him to see his old man grilling his classic burrs. 
Yes, I'm sure Junior is agonizing over his absence from this esteemed gathering. All right. Should I look at the camera or look at the the grill? Why don't you look at the sun? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to look at the grill. Get it that uh, real-life look to it. Yeah, you're a natural-born artist. Okay. Three, two, one. All right, Jack. Here you go. What? Let me check out that photo, Eddie. Jack, how do you explain what's happening in this picture? What do you mean, Eddie? Don't you notice something that just doesn't seem right or doesn't make sense? I don't see anything wrong. Ah, you're making fun of me, aren't you, Eddie? Yeah, that's it. Jack, you're off the bottle, right? Of course I am. I haven't touched a drink in three years. You can just go ask Mary. Uh, Believe me, she talked my ear off about it already. But are you sure? Yeah. Why Why do you ask? The photo, Jack. It shows... It's revealing... Let me take another look at that. What's revealing about it? It's just me flipping burgers. Nothing to it. I can see more than that. All right, Eddie. I do sneak a drink or two uh, with my buddies after work. Please don't tell Mary. Of course not, Jack. It's just between you and me. Thanks, Eddie. But how could you tell from the photo that I'm drinking again? Call it a sixth sense. What was it you saw in the photo? A completely different scene. It was still Jack at the grill, but instead of the spatula in his hand, he had a can of beer. And his back was arched, swinging the thing down. And then he admitted to me that he had been sneaking drinks. (laughs) A picture's worth a thousand words, I guess. And how did you account for the inconsistency between what you saw in real life and what you saw in the picture? I couldn't. I wasn't convinced that what I was seeing was real. It didn't make any sense, of course. I thought it was all in my head, maybe from being in the sun too long, or from taking a risk on Aunt Sarah's egg salad. So I had to do a couple more tests. There we go, Alice. Oh, wonderful picture. Oh, do you really think so? Most definitely. I believe this photo truly reveals your inner self. (laughs) Oh, Ed, do you think you could take our picture, too? Of course, Aunt Francie. Anything for you and Uncle Ollie. I'm sure you've got nothing to hide. What was that? Nothing, Uncle Ollie. I just mean some people are too embarrassed to take photos. They don't like what they see. Smile! (laughs) I hope you got my good side. It's perfect, Uncle Ollie. Hey, you know what? Let's get a full family photo. And Francie, do you think you and Uncle Ollie could round up the clan? Of course, Ed. We won't be long. You're unusually chipper, Ed. <laughs> really? How do you mean? I've never seen you quite this enthusiastic, especially at a family get-together. I'm just having a great time. 
You told me last year that you hated half the people here. So what's changed? Oh, I guess I feel like I'm really seeing my family for the first time. <laughs> All right, Ed. Everyone's ready. Come on, Ed. Get in this picture with us. No, no, that's fine. All right, everybody, smile and say, family. Family. Alice hates her boyfriend. Nicholas sells drugs. Kate steals from convenience stores. And Francie sold Uncle Ollie's coin collection behind his back. Uncle Ollie lies about his diet. Dan has multiple fake online profiles. Stacy sneaks into movies without paying. Arthur berates his kids. And Arthur's daughter cheats on her spelling tests. Pretty invasive, isn't it? Well, maybe. But I didn't ask for a camera that reveals the hidden vices of the people around me. I just got one. <clears throat> Could I take my jacket off? It's starting to get a little warm in here. Not now, Mr. Fallon. So, after you saw what the camera was capable of, what did you decide to do with it? Well, at first, I didn't think much of it. It was just an innocuous parlor game, scrutinizing the foibles and indiscretions of my family. <laughs> but during a week of tough negotiations at work, it occurred to me that I had been limiting the potential of the camera. I still don't understand how that's supposed to help, Ed. I'm telling you, Mr. Barkins. Just let me take a picture of the two Chromie co-reps. Give me a chance to examine the photo, and I can tell you their weak spots. How are you going to do that? Well, I can tell a lot about a person based on uh, physical appearance and nonverbal cues. But why do you have to take a picture? Why can't you just look at them? It's just part of my method. That sounds ridiculous, Ed. I'm telling you, sir. I'm a great judge of character. Well, we're getting clobbered in there anyway. At this point, I'd try anything to get the upper hand. So, how do you plan to make the photo seem natural? People don't just take pictures in the middle of a negotiation. Uh, I uh, hadn't thought much about that. You'd better start thinking, then. Why don't you just come up with some excuse? Not me, Ed. This is your idea. But, Mr. Parkins, I'm no good at that sort of thing. Well, then, get good at it. I apologize for our tardiness, gentlemen. We had another meeting run long. Now, then, where did we leave off our negotiations yesterday? Uh, actually, Mr. Parkins, before we start, would you two gentlemen mind if we take a picture? It's... A company policy to uh, take a photo of the people involved in negotiations so uh, we, we can identify them at conferences. Certainly, Mr. Fallon, if it is company policy. Great. Okay, if I can just get you two to stand away from the window and... Mr. Barkins, why don't you get in there too? Me? Of course. That's part of the company policy. Oh, right. <laughs> That's perfect. Say Amalgamated Metal and Plastics Company of North America. Huh? What? what? <laughs> Close enough. All right, back to business. So, have you considered the counteroffer we sent over? Mr. Parkins, can't you see that you're just asking for too much? We would love to be able to offer you more. We just don't have that kind of money. 
We are just a startup, don't forget. That's right. That's just a front. Don't give in. Gentlemen, the use of our equipment is worth at least double what you're offering. If you truly need it as much as you've said, then you will have to suggest a higher offer. We simply cannot afford it. They're lying. Your equipment would really be able to help us get off the ground, but we don't have those kinds of funds at this time. Yes, they do. We cannot afford anything higher. Yes, they can. You just need to work with us, Mr. Barkins. Stonewall them. Trust me. My offer stands firm. Either take it or move on. But, Mr. Barkins... This is my final offer before I walk out the door. Now, Barkins... Take it or leave it. And they took it. I could tell from their photo that they had more to offer. They were just bluffing that they couldn't go any higher. Trying to get as much money as they could, cheap schmucks. Do you remember what you saw in the photograph? Do I? Pretty cartoonish, really. These two bozos were looking at each other with these huge, greedy grins on their faces, and they were literally holding those bags with the dollar signs on them. Overflowing with cash and gold coins. And you use that information to take advantage of them. Take advantage of them? No! They were trying to take advantage of us. I was just leveling the playing field. And after you leveled the playing field? Well, my boss was so impressed by my performance that he gave me a small bonus. But that didn't seem quite fair. I was the one who made the deal possible. Story of my life, though. Never quite getting what I deserve. But this time, it worked out a little differently. Ed, my boy, that was spectacular. Truly spectacular. <laughs> it was, sir, wasn't it? I thought we were toast. I thought we were going to have to settle for that laughable deal. And when you told me about your whole picture scheme, I really didn't think it would turn anything around. Boy, was I wrong. Yes, you were, sir. I still don't know how you did it. How did you know that they had more money to offer? The same way I know you're seeing another woman behind Mrs. Barkin's back. <coughs> I beg your pardon? I know you and the missus have hit sort of a rough patch, but I never thought... What are you talking about? I will admit Miss Jackson is a particularly attractive young woman. I've often noticed her myself. Uh, how did you find out about that? <laughs> I told you, Max. I'm an excellent judge of character. Ed, if anyone finds out about this... Better make sure nobody finds out, then. It doesn't take much to make a little extra money. So you use that photo of your boss to extort him. Oh, it's not my fault. I'm not the one who cheated on his wife. <coughs> Anybody else getting warm? Then what did you do? Well, I had finally discovered how to get what I deserved. I started going to these big local events with plenty of important people. Businessmen with connections they didn't want made public. Policemen with records they needed to keep hidden. Politicians with, well, all the things that politicians do. I'd take a few pictures, see what they showed me. And when I casually let these people know that I had sensitive information about them, <laughs> well, they were more than happy to compensate me for my silence. 
Weren't you worried about getting in trouble? A little. Until I got a photo of the DA. <laughs> Did you ever question the camera's capabilities? Why should I? Did you ever take a picture of yourself? What would I have gotten out of that? Did you ever consider getting rid of the camera? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I was finally getting my share. I would be a fool to give it up. Besides, no one was getting hurt. It was a win-win. Everybody got to keep their secrets, and I got more money and more power than I ever imagined was possible. All right, all right. Tell me what happened tonight at the art gallery. Tonight? Tonight was as good a night as any. I went to this swanky art gallery opening, which was full of important and therefore corrupt people. A smorgasbord of sin, really. <laughs> Uh-oh. Talk about a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Someone's green with envy. <laughs> Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. <laughs> That's all seven. Bingo! I'm on a roll. <laughs> Ed. Ed Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. How are you doing, my boy? Doing just fine, my boy. <laughs> Why, Ed, don't you remember me? I'm the gentleman who sold you that camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look like the Monopoly guy's evil twin. Ed, have you been drinking tonight? Well, I did grab a couple of glasses of champagne from that cute waitress walking around. And a couple of beers at the bar on the way here. And a few drinks at home before I left. <laughs> it seems to have done you well. You seem to be doing pretty well yourself. You look like you just passed go and collected $200. <laughs> have you gotten some use out of that old camera? I'll say. I have enough money and power to do whatever I want. You could say I've got myself a get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> well, I'm delighted to hear that. Unfortunately, I've come to take the camera back. Take it back? No way! I'm sorry, Ed. I don't think you're going to need it anymore. Tell you what. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> If you roll a double. <laughs> the last thing I remember is passing out and waking up in this room. Wherever this room is. <coughs> Could I get a glass of water or something? It's really starting to burn up in here. First, we have to take your picture for our file. Hey, that's my camera. How did you get that? It's evidence, Mr. Fallon. Now say cheese. What? Close enough. All right, Mr. Fallon, let's go. Wait, but I swear, I never did anything wrong. That's what they all say. Well, most of them anyway. Listen to me, this is all some kind of mistake, some misunderstanding. You've got it all wrong. Let's go, buddy. 
I'm telling you, I... I if you are all quite finished, I'll take my camera now. Hey, it's you, Mr... Mr... Lucivia. Why, Ed, you never even asked my name. Mr. Lucivia. Tell these people I didn't do anything wrong. You know me. You sold me the camera. I didn't do anything wrong, did I? That's not for me to decide, Ed. I'm telling you, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Is that how you really feel? Why don't you two show Ed that photo you took? Take a look at yourself, Ed. Take a good look. God help me. It's too late for that, Ed. I... I don't believe what I'm seeing. Pretty damning photo, wouldn't you say? special knack for seeing the truth. But this time, the truth won't set you free, Mr. Lucivia. You've got to help me. I'm afraid not, Ed. But I have a feeling we'll be seeing each other again very soon. <laughs> that was Photo Op based on a story by James G. Bruin, Jr. First published in Gilbert Magazine, a publication of the American Chesterton Society. Adapted for audio by John Wetechko. Directed by Gredlin Darkey and John Wetechko. The cast, in order of appearance, was Edward Roberts as Ed Fallon, Dennis Jers as the first detective, Gredlin Darkey as the second detective, Paul Fox as Lucivier, Scott Walton as Arthur, Serafina LaFosse as Janie, Benjamin LaFosse as Billy, Ian Floyd as Jack, Jenna Gorsuch as Alice, Susan Potts as Aunt Francie, Jim Casisco as Uncle Ollie, Joe Potts as Max Barkins, Peter Jers as the first negotiator and Charlie Gray as the second negotiator. Photo Op was produced by Thomas Marincheck and was used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor granted under a copyright license agreement. Foley and sound design by Joseph Adams and Jacob Gorsuch. Special thanks to Market on Main in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Music by Gretlin Darkey. Zero Hour is a production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.